Bismillah Alhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah Nabiya Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'id Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah Alhamdulillah we continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilatul Shaykh Al-Alama Imam Imam bin Baz Rahimahullahu Ta'ala The book which is entitled Durus Al-Muhimma Li'amatil Ummah Important Lessons for the General Masses of the Muslims or the General Muslims We are still on the chapter which deals with the articles of Iman, the articles of faith, or the pillars of faith. Alhamdulillah, we have reached the fifth article of Iman, and that is Al Iman Al Iman. Iman in the last day Belief in the last day وقال فضيلة الشيخ الشيخ عبد الرزاق من شيخ عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظهم الله تعالى نعم Al-Iman Bil-Yawm Al-Akhir Belief in the Last Day And this is important and I want everyone to either highlight this or write this down That belief in the last day What it is Is Huwa Al-Iman Bikulli ma yakunu ba'd al-mawt It is belief and everything that's going to take place after death. This is what is meant by Iman بيوم الآخر in the last day or Iman بيوم القيامة Iman in the day of judgment. Naam. It means belief in everything that's going to happen after death. مما جاء ذكره and that which its details have come inside of the book and the sunnah. So, those details that are mentioned inside of the Quran, those details that are mentioned inside of the sunnah, of everything that is going to happen after death, then this enters into belief in the last day. And belief in the last day, it incorporates all of this. All of this. Naam. Walmaut bidayatul yawm al-akhir. And death, this is the beginning of the last day. Naam. Death, this is the beginning of the last day. Walqabar awwalu manazil al-akhirah. And the grave is the first station of the hereafter. The grave is the first station of the hereafter. وَمَنْ مَاتْ 
qamat qiyamatuhu and whoever dies then his for lack of a better term his hour has been established whoever dies then his hour has been established bada'at sa'atuhu his hour has been established naam so for the individual when he passes away or she passes away that begins that begins for lack of a better term their day of judgment that is the beginning of their last day their day of judgment naam and it is incumbent that we look at it like this because we're going to see what is necessitated in the fruits that come from the proper belief the shaykh goes on to mention he says fal imanu bil yawm al akhir so therefore belief in the last day huwa iman bi kulli ma yakunu ba'd al maut it is the belief in everything that is going to take place after death bada'an min fitnat al qabr and this begins with the fitna of the qabr naam because the grave the grave is either going to be a place of adab it's either going to be a place of punishment or is going to be a place of naim or a place where one will be in bliss naam so what is the deciding factor or what are those things that are that are dependent and linked to whether or not our grave will be a place of pit from the pits of fire or a garden from the garden of jannah then that will be in relation to what an individual did before he or she went to that grave before he or she reached that grave naam the fitna of the grave is real the trial of the grave is real those angels they come to every individual side of the grave and they interrogate them they come to everyone inside of the grave and they interrogate them they ask them about three affairs because these affairs is what is important now and i want you to reflect on this that the angels the sum of our life everything that we did in our life whatever businesses we had whatever degrees we held whatever positions we held so on and so forth out of everything that we did in our life they ask us about three things about three things so when you prioritize and you look at what is important to you i want you to weigh that with the questions that these angels are going to ask each and every one of us because they will ask us in the grave man rabbuk who is your lord who is your lord now again i ask everyone to question themselves how much do you really know about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the proper answer of course will be my lord is allah rabbi allah naam but they ask man rabbuk who is your lord 
مَا What is your deen? What is your deen? How much do we really know about the deen of Islam from those things that is binding upon us to know it? Those things that it is farr'ain. It is an individual obligation upon us to know it. How well versed are we about our religion? Naam, they're going to ask us about it. What is your deen? Of course, the proper answer is deeni al Islam. My deen is Islam. And they will ask you, Man nabiyuk? And who is your prophet? How much do we know about the prophet? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How much do we know about him? How much do we know about his life? How much do we know about the message in which he came with? How much do we know about his lineage? How much do we know about yani, his children? What are the names of his children? What are the names of his wives? Naam. How much do we know about the Prophet About his hijrah from Mecca to Al-Madina about the various battles in which he was in, about the various incidents that had taken place inside of his life. How much do we know about the creed of the Prophet ﷺ and the methodology of calling to Allah that the Prophet ﷺ he taught us? How much do we really know about the Prophet ﷺ? How much do we know about his sunnah? Naam, how much do we know about his sunnah? This is an important question that we have to ask ourselves. How much do we know about the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? I'm going to ask you another question. How accessible is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to us? How accessible is it? Is it easy for us to get our hands on it, or is it difficult? Is it easy for us, or is it hard? And I'm pretty sure everyone will agree that is very easy. It's very easy. The books, many books containing the hadith of the Prophet they have been translated into languages in which we understand. So now the question comes, how much of our day is allocated to reading these hadith? Subhanallah. We have these phones, they call them smartphones. They have apps upon these phones. From these apps, there are apps that contain the hadith of the Prophet Are we reading these apps? Because many of us, we download these apps. Naam. But are we using them? Are we reading them? Are we memorizing something from the sunnah of the Prophet Are we striving to understand in any event, the angels, they're going to interrogate us when we're in our graves. The believer, he'll be granted success from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he or she will answer correctly. But the kafir, naam, the kafir, and also the one, as Shaykh Saleh Abd Aziz Ali Shaykh, he mentions, and this is something which should be terrifying to us, but he said that is not restricted to just the kafir, but also the one who he is upon taqlid. He never or she never gains understanding of the religion that their answer, they're in threat of their answer being the same. Because the one, the kafir, 
they will say, ah, ah, la adri, I don't know. I heard the people saying something, so I said it too. The Shaykh, he mentions, he says, in this is a warning from blind following. Because when it comes to the affairs of Aqidah, then it is not such that we blind follow in these affairs. But we have to know the proofs and the evidences in these affairs. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that an individual has to be an encyclopedia as relates to the aqidah, as relates to its proofs and its evidences? No, it does not mean that. But it means that when they take the proper belief, that they take that proper belief based upon the proof and evidence. Based upon the proof and evidence. And then you strive to the best of your ability to learn, to, to memorize these proofs and these evidences. Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, he put forth great effort and attention with regards to this particular affair. So he wrote that tremendous book, Thalathatul Usul. Naam. Another version, Usulul Thalatha. Naam. In each of these, one bigger than the other, but in each of these, he outlined and he gave proofs and evidences that are related to these three questions that we're going to be asked. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? Who is your prophet? Naam. And he put proofs of evidences in there. So these books are of extreme importance to us. And this is why it's very, it's very annoying, really. It's, it's very annoying when people come and they try to downplay these books and they speak about them in a manner uh, as, as if they are insignificant. Naam. When they say things like, you cannot rectify a community with the Lathatul Usul. Subhanallah, why would a person even say something of this of this nature? Because the knee-jerk reaction to such a statement is to then belittle the Lathatul Usul and take away from its significance and deem it as not being that important and that perhaps there are more important things. But let me tell you this right now. Put aside the community. Put aside whatever the community is going through. Put aside whatever the community does not have. Put aside if the community got a school or don't got a school. Put all that aside. Put aside whether or not the community yani, owns the masjid or doesn't own the masjid. Put that aside. Put aside the divorce rate or whatever. Put all of that aside. Because when you're dead in your grave and those angels, they come and they talking to you, you think you're going to come to your mind about whether or not we own a school or not. You think you're going to come to your mind about whether or not we own the masjid or not. They're going to come to your mind about what was the divorce rate in the community or not. Do you think that's going to be pressing on your mind at that time? No. So if you really smart as an individual, you will realize that the Lathatul Usul is going to help rectify your stay in the grave. So now is it important or it's not important? You understand what I'm saying? When you look at it from that standpoint, from that perspective, what's the significance of the Lathatul Usul? Well, for you as an individual, it's very important. It's very significant. Why? Because the Shaykh he has collected what? The proofs and the evidences that are linked to each of these affairs. That's why the ulama advised the people to memorize it. Memorize it because it's written by Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab? No. No, because it's not about Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab. It's not about any scholar from the scholars. It's not about any imam from the imams. No. Why? Because of the proofs and the evidences that he combined for you in this particular book. 
the proofs and the evidences that he combined for you in this book made it easy for you. You didn't have to go throughout the Quran and the Sunnah and gather all the proofs and evidences. He gathered them for you. He put them in one spot for you. He summarized it for you. So now you could memorize it. And now you can be and you can have some understanding of your deen upon what? With adillah, with proofs and evidences. That's very significant for you as an individual. For you as an individual, that is very significant. Anybody that will come and downplay that and shift your attention to other things is a person that doesn't want good for you. Because the reality is, is that what? Is that one could be accomplished without it being to the detriment of the other. In other words, you you need, you have to, you better be rectifying your stay in the grave from right now. And at the same time, you rectify the situation that you're in. So then you strive after that which will benefit you and you seek the help, aid, and assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you strive to own the masjid. You strive to have uh, learning centers and schools. You strive to yani, rectify the character and to rectify the family structure and to lessen the divorce rate, so on and so forth. You strive and chase after all of these things. But you don't have to chase after them to the detriment of rectifying your situation in your grave. Because that, that just doesn't make sense. That doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Because we're all going to die. The time is, 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 is there for all of us that that's going to be the last of our days upon this earth. So we need to get our affairs in order. You ever hear the Kufar say that when they're about to die, right? When they, you know, they're old, right? Or they have a terminal Ill ailment and they say, I'm putting my affairs in order. Well, you better be putting your affairs in order. And putting your affairs in order is getting ready for that life in the grave. That's putting your affairs in order. All the other stuff you're going to realize it really doesn't matter. When you lay in there dying, you think you're going to be worried about with, did, did, did you finish your degree or not? You think you're going to be happy about, oh, I was a doctor. I was a PhD. You think it's going to be on your mind and you dying? No, some things you take for granted. It's those rakaat at night that you ain't get up and pray. It's those days of voluntary fast that you didn't fast. It's that time of making dhikr that you didn't make dhikr, you was doing something else. It's not, it's not spending more time going over the proofs and the evidences gathered for you by Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab in, in Kitab al-Tawheed Whatever book it may be, it don't have to be necessarily from that book, but whatever the book from the books of Ahlul Sunnah that yani, is gathered the proofs and the evidences on these important affairs, then do that. Study that. Memorize that. Spend time with that. Memorize. Understand. Have, have understanding. So why? Because you're getting your affairs in order. You're getting your affairs in order for when you die. In any event, in any event, maybe, maybe now you see a little more why it's so frustrating. It's so annoying, huh? When these yani, foolish individuals come and they say things that leave the listener walking away, undervaluing, devaluating the likes of these books of Aqidah. Yani, subhanAllah, these are people who are extremely foolish, right? And that's the best case scenario, is that they're, that they're extremely foolish, because it's either they're extremely foolish and ignorant, or that they are despicable, malicious individuals who are trying to hurt you. 
You understand? I mean, I can't think of a third option. Wallahu a'lam if there's a third option. Huh? But either they're extremely foolish or they're malicious. It's better if they're foolish because a fool can be taught. A fool can be taught. One who's malicious and, 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 and this is like premeditated trying to hurt you. What do you do with a person like that? Subhanallah. In any event, in any event, we have to get ready for this because this is, this is coming for all of us. For all of us. Naam. ثُمَّ مَا يَكُونُ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ مِنْ أُمُورٍ And then what enters into the belief in, in, in the last day is what will come after that from the affairs مِنَ الْبَعْثِ وَالنُّشُورِ يعني وَالْقِيَامِ بَيْنَ يَدِي رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالْحَشَرِ وَالْمَوَازِينَ وَالصِّرَاطِ وَتَطَايُرِ الصُّحُفِ تَطَايُرِ الصُّحُفِ وآخذ كتابه باليمين وآخذ كتابه بالشمال والجنة والنار والتفاصيل المتعلقة بعذاب النار والتفاصيل المتعلقة بالنعيم الجنة All of this enters into belief in the last day That which will have to after the test of the grave or the punishment يعني test of the grave and or punishment of the grave uh, yani, rephrase that the test of the grave the trial of the grave the punishment and or uh, bliss of the grave right uh, from being resurrected being gathered from standing yani, in front of the Lord of all that exists from the scales from the sirap from that bridge over the hellfire, from the scrolls being spread out, from an individual receiving their book in their right hand, and from an individual receiving, yani, or we should say, or from an individual receiving their book in the, in, in the left hand behind their back, I add, or the Jannah, yani, and the Jannah enters into that, the hellfire enters into that. The details that are connected to the punishment of the hell, of the hell into into that, and the details that are connected to the bliss of the jannah into into that. So all of that enters into belief in the last day. All of those affairs enter into belief in the last day. Now, as it relates to these affairs, and knowing that is incumbent that we believe in them correctly, because that is linked to the belief in the last day. And belief in the last day is from the articles of Iman, is from the pillars of Iman. So now the question becomes, how well versed are we as relates to the aforementioned affairs? How well versed are we about yani, the resurrection? What the Quran and Sunnah say about it? Yani, being gathered, standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being judged. Right? Uh, 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 the scales, the sirat, the scrolls being spread out. How well versed are we about these things? The punishment of the hellfire. How well versed are we about the punishments that are waiting for the sinners and the criminals and, and the disbelievers? Right? The bliss of the Jannah. How well versed are we about the bliss of the Jannah? 
do we know can we name 10 things that's, that's inside of Jannah that is waiting for those who are righteous right because these things are important because listen if we if we know and have knowledge of the bliss and the Jannah and those things that are there then this is motivation for us to strive for we're striving for because we know what is there so we want that reward right and then likewise if we know something what is waiting the criminals then this will be yani, uh, uh, deterrent for, uh, for us to stay away from sinful behavior why because we don't want this punishment that we learned about is waiting for those who go to the hellfire we don't want that punishment so this is going to help deter us you understand what I'm saying like for example yani, those who are, are, are gripped like especially the young the youth, the youth who are who are plagued with the street life and the call of the kuffar uh, uh, and the like, it will help not to fall victim to the hip hop culture if you know what's awaiting the people in the hellfire. If you know what's awaiting the people in the hellfire, you don't care how much diamonds a person have, you don't care what kind of car they have, whether it's a drop top. They can make the roof disappear All this foolishness they be saying You don't care about none of that Why? Because if you live in that life And you die like that And you be from the people that go to hell We don't care you need What what you drove around And in, 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 in what you put ice on And all that nonsense You understand? Because ain't, 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 yeah, none of that is going to uh, uh, avail you If you meet Allah as a disbelieving Catholic If you go to the hellfire forever None of that is going to help. None of that is going to be of any importance whatsoever. So a person won't get, he won't fall victim to that, uh, you know, those glittery things and the like, because they know what's awaiting people who choose to live that lifestyle. So they, they, they won't fall victim to that. Why? Because they don't want the end result. They don't want the end result. Now, I'm, it's like we, I always you know, remind myself and remind others, uh, or, or, or try to often, is that what, if you're not going to want to be with them, in the hereafter, why you want to be with and like them in the dunya, right? If on the day of judgment you don't want them to do with them, why you want something to do with them now? You understand? It's like it's like this. It's like if 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 we take a a a a yani a less example, a less example here in the dunya, in the dunya you don't want to be associated with certain people because you don't want what happened to them. So, for example, the drug dealers, you stay away from the drug dealers. Why? So now when the cops come on the block, they raid the block. You don't worry about being arrested because you're not with them. You don't want to be with them when they get arrested. So you don't be with them when they're hanging on the corner. Right or wrong? But the, 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 uh, the homosexuals and, 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 and these disgusting individuals, right? You don't want to be with them and be associated with them. And then somebody say, why are you hanging out with them? You know, because that's it, you know, how it looks, you're hanging out with them. So you don't want that, and then you don't want to do what they do because you don't want what happened to them to happen to you. You don't want to get what they get, you want to catch what they catch, so on and so forth. So you don't do those filthy things, so you stay away from it. Why? Because you don't want to be with them when they go bad, so therefore you don't want to be with them when it's quote-unquote good. Correct? Babe, same thing. But even more so, in the Akhirah, Individuals who are going to hell, they're going to be in hell. These individuals who lived upon a way of do what you want, do what you like, everything is okay, everything is alright, whatever you want to do, just do it. Individuals who live upon this manner, I don't care, I'm going to do what I want to do, right? Then, okay, they're going to have to pay for that. You don't want to be with them when they pay, 
So why you want to be with them when they play? You understand what I'm saying? So if the more we know about what's awaiting the criminals, then the, the, the more this helps us stay away from their lifestyle. The more we know about what is awaiting the righteous, the more this encourages us to imitate them and to be like them and to embrace what their lifestyle. You see? But if we don't know, then maybe this is part of the problem. Maybe this is part of the problem. Those kids that are looking up to these individuals, if you were to ask them about the Sahaba, they don't know about the Sahaba. So, they, so this is maybe why they look up to these individuals. Because they don't know about real men. They don't know about real men. You know, and perhaps if they knew about real men, then these little boys wouldn't be attracted to them. They, they would look at them as, as, as the suckers that they are. They're not worth anything. You guys are, are jokes. You're clowns. Umar, that was a man, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, that was a man, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. You people are clowns. Abu Bakr, that was a man, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr, yeah, you talk about money. Abu Bakr had money. And he spent it in the way of Allah. You fools have money. You spend it on cars that, 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 uh, for what? That you drive around in? For what? You spend you spend it on, on clothes, sneakers, you spend it on stupid stuff. People are jokes, you're clowns. Abu Bakr, that was a real man. You understand? The women looking up to these nasty, despicable, wretched uh 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 nasty women. But if they knew about our mothers, then you realize no Khadija, that's a real woman. Aisha, that's a real woman. Naam, Zainab, that's a real woman. Maimuna, that's a real woman. That's who you want to be like. That's who you want to be like. The Sahabiyat, our mothers. But if you don't know about them, you know, you're setting yourself up. If you don't know about them, you're setting yourself up. That's like an individual who, as, as a lesser example, all he knows is aluminum. He said, aluminum is so shiny, he loves it. It's the best thing ever, but that's all he knows. He never seen platinum. He never seen silver, so he thinks aluminum is, is so is so awesome. Until he's until he comes to know what silver is, until he comes to know what platinum is, then he looks at aluminum for what it is. Man, this is junk. Boil it up, throw it out. <laughs> you understand? So if you don't know who the true men and women are, who the true righteous individuals were, who the true people who were really cool, huh? If you don't know who they are. Then, yeah, then, then you'll get fooled by these, by these, by these, uh, by these uh, despicable, lowly individuals. So then, that question becomes now too: How much do you know about the real people? So my point is, is that it's an encouragement for myself and for whoever hears my voice to strive after that which benefits you. Learn about the righteous people so you can imitate them. That's why you learn about them so you can imitate them. Now, why? Because you want what is waiting the righteous people. You want that. So if you want that, you have to do what they did to get it. That's that's the bottom line. If you want that, you have to do what they did to get it. And it's a concept that we all understand. If you want to be a doctor, then you have to you have to go through the regimen of, of schooling and education and testing and so on and so forth that doctors do in order to become a doctor. There's one way of doing it, and that's how you do it. So if you want to get what they got, you have to do what they did. 
Likewise, the righteous, if you want to, if you if you want to get what is awaiting for them, then you have to do what they do. You have to do what the righteous people do. Naam. In any event, the iman in the last day, wal imanu bil yom al akhir ala darajatain. Iman in the last day is upon two different levels, two different levels. Naam. And this also too is important that we understand two different levels. Imanun jazim. You have an iman that is jazim. Naam. Meaning is decisive. There's no, yani, there's no ambiguities. There's no guessing. There's no, well, I, I don't know, apprehension. No, no, it's decisive. You know, right? Well, And this is, this type is the type that it is not accepted except with it. It's decisive. Naam. And, yajizima wa la yashukka. That you have yet you're decisive about it, you know it, and you don't have any doubt. You have any doubt. Naam. Wa anna thammata yawmun akhir fihi hisabun wa iqa. You have no doubt that in the hereafter you're gonna have you're gonna be called to reckoning. It's gonna be a judgment, you're gonna be judged. You understand? What you did in this life. You're going to be questioned about what you used to like. You're going to be questioned. What you found pleasure in, you're going to be questioned about. What you did, you're going to be questioned about. What you said, you're going to be questioned about. Now, you're going to be questioned. You're going to be judged. You're going to be judged. And there is a potential to being punished. There's punishment in the hereafter. There's also reward in the hereafter. But you have to notice with certainty with certainty that those who are righteous they will be rewarded those who are evil they will going they're going to be punished now so there is punishment and there is reward in the hereafter there is judgment there is being called to account in the hereafter you have to know this decisively inside and out faman shakka aw irtaba la yakunu mu'minan wa la yuqbalu min amal Whoever does, whoever doubts this, or they're not sure, they're apprehensive, then they are not a believer, and their actions will not be accepted. Why? Because they don't believe. They don't believe. Now, this is why when an individual, for example, the nation of Kufr, Farrakhan and his followers, now, or Elijah Poole and his followers, right? Uh, who Farrakhan he inherited that nonsense. Anyway. The origin of their original belief was that hell was no lower than your feet and heaven was not no higher than your head. In other words, they didn't believe in the hereafter. They didn't believe in the hereafter. They thought it was all here right now. They thought it was all here right now. Right? So they didn't believe in the hereafter. That's one point. They believe that Allah came in the form of a man Master Father Muhammad as they say that he had a mother and a father some of their reports say that his mother's name was Baby G and the father's name was Alfonso the father was black and the mother was white what they say 
They say that Elijah Paul, who called himself Elijah Muhammad, was Allah's messenger. Right? Just look at those three things right there. So when a person come in and say, who are you to remove them from Islam? The question becomes, when did they enter Islam? <laughs> what do you mean? When did they enter? When, when did they enter Islam? You understand? These are individuals who in reality have yet to believe. So what do you say? They don't need to make tekfir and kufar. When did they become Muslim? And they have these beliefs. They believe Allah was a man and had a mother and a father. Subhanallah. How are they different from the, from the Christians? How are they different from the Christians? Didn't the Christians say that Allah came in the form of a man? But they said it was Jesus. The Rastafarian said it was Haile Selassie. The same kufr just remarketed, rebranded. That's it. That's all the shaitan did. He just remixed it. Same kufr. Allah came in the form of a man. They said it was Jesus. They said Haile Selassie. This one said uh, Master Far Muhammad. Subhanallah. Same kufr. So when did they enter into Islam? You understand what I'm saying? So point is, is that if a person doesn't believe in the in the, in 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 the last day, they are not a believer. You cannot be a Muslim. You don't believe in the last day, you can't be a Muslim. Now, but likewise, if a person has doubt, they have doubt in the last day. They're apprehensive. Well, maybe, uh, may it probably, but I don't know for sure. Then no, you have yet to enter. You have to you have to believe for sure to enter into Islam. There is no maybe. No, the last day is happening. There is no maybe. We'll go, there's a Jannah. Maybe there's a hellfire. No, there's a Jannah. There is a hellfire. Right? There's no maybe. So this is the decisive belief that you're not a Muslim without it. That you believe, yes, there's definitely a Jannah. There's definitely a hellfire. There's definitely going to be judged. There's definitely going to be any uh, uh, punishment. There's definitely... Uh, yeah, uh, 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 reward, so on and so forth. Now, I'm, you know for sure, like, for certainty, no doubt, no doubt. That's one aspect of iman in the last day. The other, or, or yani, the other aspect or level is imanun rasikhun is a deep, deep-seated belief, right? Because, mind you. What, when, when, when you know decisively that yes, I'm going to be judged and that those who are good, they're going to go to Jannah and those who are bad, they're going to go to the hellfire. When you believe this decisively, then this is going to translate into actions. There are going to be certain fruits that are necessitated by this decisive belief. Now, so this fruits will come from this aspect and this is Iman Rasikh Imanun Rasikhun a deep seated Iman for lack of a better translation. Wahual Iman Al Mutamakin Milkal Mutamik Finafs it is Iman that is firm inside of the heart, deep inside of the soul. Alladi Yastah Diruhul Abd Fil Munasibat وفي الأحوال وفي الأعمال وفي الأمور بحيث كلما أراد 
أن يقدم على شيء تذكر الإيمان باليوم الآخر. He said this is the this is the iman of of of, of such that it is present with the slave in various situations, in various circumstances. Yeah, uh, in, in uh, before he does various actions and and uh, and uh, and uh, various affairs. From the standpoint that before he embarks upon them, or before she embarks upon them, they think and they reflect about their belief in the last day. Nam, what tajiduhu fi kulli waqt yastaidu. You'll find him all the time. He's what he's preparing. That when he remembers or she remembers, they're preparing. Nam. وَيَتَهِيَّأُوا لِلْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And they're getting ready. They're getting their, they're getting their affairs in order. For what? For the last day. Huh? This, this is what it should translate into. Now, of course, we know we fall into forgetfulness. Now, huh? But when we remember, when we remember, that's going to that's gonna be the governor of your affairs, of your actions. You know, the governor, like when you're driving a truck, the governor can't go past a certain speed limit. Right, it, it regulates you. You understand? So, if a person, for example, is about to do something haram, and then they remember about the last day, okay, that's gonna make them stop. That's gonna make them pump their brakes, as the youth they say. Now, if a person, yani, remembers the last day, and he want you want to do something good, that's gonna encourage him to do something good. It's gonna encourage him. Let me let me pray these sunnah prayers. It's gonna encourage him. Let me let me make some dhikr. It's gonna encourage him. Let me read some Quran because he's remembering. The last day. So therefore what? They prepare for it. They get their affairs in order. They situate their situation to be yani, ready for the last day. Naam. They situate themselves ready for the last day. And for this reason, the people of, of the real people of high status, the real people of nobility, the real people of lofty status, the real people who are honored, honorable people, the people who are successful, who, who will be granted the success and the bliss, as it has been informed about, we have been informed about them inside the Quran, uh, as relates to this type of iman, and as relates to the fruit and the traces and the good repercussions that this Iman had upon them. As Allah Ta'ala says in his noble book, <coughs> informing us about them in their statement, What translated means, and verily from before, we used to be amongst our families, mushfiqeen, scared. We were scared. We used to, we were, we were scared, right? Meaning, they were scared of Allah's punishment in the hereafter. So it had an effect upon them. They had an effect upon them. So they didn't fall into the kufr that their family was a, was upon or bend or succumb to the pressure that the family put on them to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Why? But they were mushfiqeen. They were scared. They were scared of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا They said, so Allah, He put a bounty upon us. He blessed us. Allah blessed us. وَوَقَانَا And He safeguarded us. عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ From the punishment of the hell. Allah saved us from the torment of the fire. نعم. لِأَنَّ هَذَا إِشْفَاقَ The Shaykh, he says, because this fear, this dread, this fear, والخوف, and this and, and them being frightened, يُورِثُ إِسْتِعْدَادَ It translated into their preparation, preparing for the last day. وَتَهَيَّعُ And they're getting ready, setting their affairs in order, in preparation for the last day. Allah Ta'ala, He says in His Noble Book elsewhere, فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينٍ And the one who will be given his book inside of his right hand, فَيَقُولُ هَاُمُقْرَأُ كِتَابِيَهِ He will say, look, read my book. Naam? He'll present it to the people. Look, look, read my book. Because he's happy what's in his record. He got it in his right hand. He's happy. Look. Look, read my book. Look at it. Right? The Shahid, Allah Ta'ala goes on to, to tell us yani, about these individuals on the Day of Judgment. In this situation, they will say, Inna, Oh, they will say, excuse me. Inni anni Verily, I knew with a certainty that I was going to meet my reckoning. I knew with a certainty I was going to be judged. I knew with a certainty there was going to be the last day. There was going to be the day of judgment. I knew with a certainty. So therefore what? this They prepared for it. They knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. So they prepared for it. So now they get their book. They're happy. Look, read my book. I knew I was going to be judged. I knew I was going to meet my reckoning. Naam. So they prepared. Because this is what the proper belief, yani, it should make an individual prepare for it. So Allah Ta'ala, He tells us about these ones who will be successful on the Day of Judgment, that they prepared for the last day because they knew with a certainty that it was going to come. They knew with a certainty that it was going to happen. Naam. And, كُنْتُ عَلَىٰ عَقِيدَةٍ جَازِمَةٍ وَإِيمَانٍ رَاسِخٍ بِأَنَّنِي سَأُحَاسَةٍ they said that verily meaning that I was upon a creed, I was upon a decisive belief, I was upon a deep-seated belief that verily, undoubtedly, I was going to be judged and I was going to be reckoned. Naam. And I knew with a certainty and with a decisive belief, that I was going to stand in front of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَأَثْمَرَ هَذَا الْإِيمَانِ إِسْتِعْدَادًا So this iman, it, its positive effect upon me, the fruits that I receive from it, is that I prepared وَتَهِيُّؤًا And that I got my affairs in order لِيَوْمِ الْمِعَادِ For what? For the day of return. For the day of return. I got myself in order, I got myself prepared for the day of return. Naam, فَيَدُخُلُوا فِي الْإِيمَانِ بِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Also, what enters into the Iman in the last day is what Iman بِأَشْرَاطِهِ Is that we believe 
in the signs of the last day. We believe in those signs that are going to take place prior to the last day. Uh, 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 that which will be before the establishment of the hour between before the establishment of the hour and they are of two types they have the uh, small signs and then the major signs the small signs and then the major signs and Allah Ta'ala he Mentions this inside of his noble book where he says, فَهَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا السَّاعَةِ He says, so are they waiting except for the hour? And تَأْتِيَهُمْ بَغْتَ That shall come to them all a sudden. Naam, it will come to them يعني all of a sudden. فَقَدْ جَاءَتْ أَشْرَاقُهَا it will come to them all of a sudden after its signs had happened. After its signs have come. Naam. Ashraqtuha. What this means is alamatuha. Its signs have come, meaning the signs of the day of judgment. So Allah Ta'ala, He has made before the establishment of the hour certain signs, certain things will take place. Before the hour is established, and these things will be signs, they will be uh, 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 indicators that the hour is drawing near. Naam, that the hour is drawing near. Naam, so also what enters into belief in the last day is that we have to believe properly in the signs. We have to believe properly in the signs of the last day, in those signs that show us that the world is drawing to an end. And as mentioned, there are small signs and there are major signs. So now, back to the same line of questioning. As relates to these signs, how well versed are we as relates to them? Can we name five minor signs? Can we name five major signs? That's the question, right? I want everyone to answer within themselves. And wherever you see adjustment is needed, Make the appropriate and proper adjustments ta'ala. And then the Shaykh he moves on to the next um, pillar, and that is Aslu Sadis, the sixth and the last, which is Al Iman Bil Qadr Khoirihi wa the Iman and Qadr, the good of it. And the bad of it, but bithnilahi ta'ala, we will save that until the next time that we meet. Bithnilahi ta'ala, fa naktafi bihad al qadr, wa sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, wa jazakumullahu khayra.